going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Matt and Zach Show. I'm Matt. This is Zach. What is going on, Zach? You know, the sports world is crazy, I think, still. Although it seems to be slow, I feel like we just keep getting gifts. Like, the night before we're going to do a podcast, always something explosive happens. You know what? I dare say that these sports stories are coming out of their shoes. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that Unplanned you've been waiting joke, to say that, haven't you? No, I just literally <laughs> just thought about it. I, I literally just thought about it. I was, I was actually, I was actually thinking about that, uh, and I actually just thought of this. Is it seems like when we record, we do our podcast, we got a lot to talk about. But yes. I guess that's what happens when you have a once a week podcast. Once a week, so podcast, you do have but, like six or seven days worth of stuff to but if really you hit to, on. If you were to talk to about uh, talk about going into a podcast last week, so after our podcast end, you would think our number one stories would be like, "Yo, NBA All Star Weekend," like because you know we we we. Um, record uh, you know four days after the weekend yeah. so we record closer to the new weekend than the last weekend we're talking about so when you're thinking about it, i'm thinking oh we're gonna talk nba all-star weekend i mean we're gonna talk about it but yeah. there's been so much that's happened since last yeah, weekend. and i think the one thing to point out is uh obviously if we were just going into current events in order of in for like yes. uh popularity we'd start with zion we're, okay but, guys, guys 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 out there listen listen we are going to talk zion williamson today we are not gonna let you hear a podcast on this day, which is Thursday, February 21st. Thank you for tuning in. But we're not going to talk and not talk uh, Zion Williamson. So bear with us. But we're going to we're going to go in a different direction to start off, as Zach was alluding to. We're just going to talk NFL because at the heart of this podcast, NFL always is king. And when they have big stories that come out or little stories that get overblown. Or the same story them. over and over again that's coming to light in yes. a different form. And and you know what? I'm glad because usually as a Browns fan, I'm usually talking about some sort of dysfunction crap that I have to be talking about. The AFC North. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm going to hand over the, dis- the, the dysfunction chain over to my friend Zach here. And he's going to talk about his Pittsburgh Steelers and possibly losing two-thirds. Actually, not possibly. 99.9% possible that you're going to be losing two of the killer bees yeah. this offseason. Yep, 100% one of them. The yep. Steelers have decided that they are not tagging Lev Bell. Yeah, you Lev know what? I have a gone. problem. I have a problem with Lev Bell. I have a problem with the way that he, he came out on Twitter and pretty much quoted Martin Luther King about about <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers not putting him up there. Like, yeah. I have a little bit of problem yeah. with that. You know, as the as a as a guy that loves any kind of quotes and using them in Twitter and using it like that, I, I thought that that was a little bit of a, a reach there. Yeah. Because he's been free for a whole year because well, he's not doing anything. I'm, and I'm going to point something out, and I, I will tell you right now, I did not dig deeper into it to see the legitimacy of it. But I know that you're on Twitter, but you've been really busy this week. I saw somebody again I don't know how accurate it is but something said that there's rumors going around that Lev Bell has gained 50 pounds since the last time he saw the field yes I was watching the herd I think or whatever put in a random talk show today and there was concerns that they say that the guy's 260 that's what I saw I don't know bro, bro I'm 270 Put it this way, I'm the same I'm one inch taller than Lev Bell. There is no chance I don't know, any man. there is no chance ever that Le'Veon Bell is a fatter version than me. No chance. But here's here's the thing though, and this is important in my opinion. Look at social media and compare the two people that the Steelers are most likely losing and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown takes no days off. No. Never taken a day off. Works no. his ass off. Part of my language, but works his ass off every day. And now, he, I mean, he's showing workout videos like he never has before. Oh, and yeah. there's obviously a reason for that. Have you ever seen that from Lev Bell since he sat out? Because well, I don't. I mean, I don't I, think so. I think he's been you, making rap videos and hanging out. I, I do think that you have great, you know, core control when you're on a jet ski, like a rail <laughs> runner. Like you have to have good. Co- I mean, when you're bouncing in the waves and everything, like I'm just moving right here, feeling like, oh man, I feel like I just, you know, got a little dimple for a six pack there. So I'm. I, here's the thing. Again, I don't know. I don't know if, if there's any that, truth to it. I'm sorry. He if if this isn't like Zion Williams, this isn't LeBron James when they're six seven six. 68260 yeah. they're mountain of men bro i'm 6 foot 6 foot 1 i'm in that half range there lev bell i think is 510 511 there is no chance that this guy's 260 i don't care if he yeah, he, he could have sat on his couch it. eating funyuns he could have sat on his couch eating for 6 it. straight months he's not going to be yeah. he'll be bigger he'll look bigger than me which also then then gives me hope 
Then I might be an NFL running back because, yeah. you know, if Lev Bell is 260 and he becomes an NFL running well, back, there's and, no excuse for and me. And this is a great example of how we're not scripted because I did not plan on really going into three or four minutes about Lev Bell's possible weight gain. Um, it, so back to – I don't know. I'm interested to see how – This is a big man's podcast. We're, That's true. We're, we're two bigger dudes. When, that, when weight starts getting thrown into this, like, yo, we're going to give our opinions. We're going to throw yeah. down – we're going to throw down an opinion. And I will say this again. Chip of choice, if you're going to try to gain, you know, uh, go up to 260, is probably eating Funyuns for six straight months. And that boy still, I guarantee you, is not 260. I go hot. I, I like the uh, hot Cheetos. Well, you know, you got hot Cheetos. You can go cool. You can do not. There's Cool Ranch Doritos, but the sweet chili Doritos are probably the best Doritos on the planet Earth. But we can have a chip discussion later. I want to hear your thoughts on the Antonio Brown situation again. I'm going to get mean, there in a second. but I, I just did hear, I did just see his creepy mustache for the first time this week, too. Oh, so. that's the first time. You, so when I talk about it last no. week you didn't see it no oh. idea no idea oh my it was nba all-star weekend where the dude looked at him like yo why, why is this creepy dude with this weird mustache it, look, it looks like he drank milk four days ago and it's gone bad on his lip i, I do want to point something out what's up is that i am on lev bell's instagram right now okay there are not many pictures of him outside of like pictures of him in a uniform like from Bro, when he played was, for the I steelers think, like i think before week 10 he i don't know posting. man I think before week ten, he was posting showing that he was still in shape, and then all of a sudden they're like, "All right, we're not gonna re we're not gonna extend him." So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say, "There's no way he's two sixty, bro. There's no way he's two sixty. I mean, you have to give up on life to be uh, to to go from. And I'm not saying being two sixty means you give up on life, because that means then I've given given up on life. What I mean is to be what he was. You know, less than a year ago, to be what he was, to be 260 now? He's definitely not 260. I think this is a recent picture of him from his birthday. He's a little thick. Yeah, he, probably, he put on. He definitely put on some weight. But, but if but, C.J. Anderson can run, but here's we're, we're good. Here's the thing: when it comes to these NFL guys, you oh, give, you lose that. He, he yeah. put on. He put on what? Maybe yeah, that, 15, mean, that means maybe, nothing. Maybe, maybe he put on 15 pounds. I'm just pounds. joking around. Yeah, that means nothing. He put 15 pounds. But that's him, definitely not Love Bell from a year and a half no, ago. But give no, him, no way. Give him a month. Give him a team. Give him a month. He'll come. I guarantee you, if when he when he gets his contract yeah. signed, when he comes to camp that year, he'll be shredded. Yeah. I mean, Todd Haley. Todd Haley came again. I'm just I'm just having conversation here. Yeah. But for sure. Well, that that's the whole point of a audio podcast is that we conversate. So but that's a that's ba a that's back great. to the the grand opening is the fact that they've decided they are not tagging him. Yes. He is an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted. Is the I keyword. think that after doing some uh, soul searching in my mind and letting go of it, I think I'm with you. I think the perfect fit for him is the Colts, oh, and I maybe, actually yeah. kind of wouldn't mind seeing him with. Uh, with that triple team now going from the three Bs to mm -hmm. Luck, Le'Veon, and uh, come on, I'm really who's there? T.Y. Hilton. Thank you, T.Y. Oh, Hilton. You're good. Um, who you know I like a lot, so I'm surprised yeah. that I forgot his name. But well, I think I, thought I was going to ask you, would you do you still stick with that? You still I, think I still think I love him. I think I love him in, the, in with the Colts. I mean, I, I do think that that's a good choice. What I think is what I think what I think would be the all time top top petty move on the in the history of any player is that he waits until he uh, Antonio Brown gets traded and he signs for that team. Just, just so, so that, that they're reunited and be like, like Pittsburgh, look, look what you're missing. And they both have career years at San Francisco. Antonio, or... so we can talk. We'll talk more about Le'Veon as free agency yeah, starts. Yeah, free agency will start um, soon. Which is what? Uh, well, March 13th. Technically, they're allowed to start March 11th conversation. I, yeah, I think they're, I, I don't know the exact dates and times. I know March 13th is the, I think it's 10th or the 13th is when you're allowed to start signing. So it's like. 13th it's like, is when you're allowed to start I think signing. it's like four to five weeks away. We're going to have some yeah. specials here about some top free agency. Where, where, where they're going to go. All you're that way stuff. off, by the way. It's what? like three weeks, four to five weeks. And I haven't. It, Yo, I've been, Sorry. I've been, look, all right, guys, guys, guys. We're about 20 days. All right, guys, I'm going I'm to I'm talk to our, our listeners right now. I, I have legit left my Preach house at 8 o'clock every morning this week and got home after midnight every night this week. I, I didn't even know what day it was until I, until I was at work, so bear with me if i think that five <laughs> weeks is three weeks and three weeks is five weeks okay guys you're good i'm sorry you're good so antonio brown he wants to be traded uh the rooney family pretty much came out and said that they're not gonna unload him but they are going to trade him which made no sense they were like we're not gonna just give him away but we're gonna trade him that's not exactly what they said they said that they are going to they're going to have conversations they're going to open they're open to trading him they will push to trade him but they're not selling him for pennies oh yeah um i here's my you saw the video his instagram post which one the the one where he's on the uh treadmill or whatever i did not 
Did oh, not. you really have been busy. I've, I've, I've been out of. Uh, been you got to check that out because he basically is working out on a treadmill or a stairmaster or something, and he is just talking. And he's like, "You need if you want a wide receiver who's the best in the league, hit my phone up." And he's like, "If you need somebody that's gonna come and want to win a championship, hit my phone up." He is basically advertising for himself. But did he- At, hold on, asking for other teams to call him. Which is tampering. Well, no, I I thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers allowed him and his agent to contact other teams on possible to uh, gauge interest in trades. As of when? I thought this was like a week ago, a while ago. I don't believe so. I could be wrong, but I don't. I've never. I had not heard that. But that, that, well, either way, it, first off, this was before the Rooney it conversation. T- it ain't tampering. I mean, come on, come no. On. I said if they would call him directly, not what he's doing. Dude, hit him up. He, got, he probably got burners. He probably got burner phones. They'll never get traced back to him. You know what? I'm going back to this. It looks like he drank some milk, and then three days later, it's still on his mustache. It got stale. It, lo- it just looks nasty. I, I can't believe that when I was talking about it last week, you went with it without even knowing what I was talking about. I never said that. I knew you didn't. No. But you, you kind of just rolled with the conversation. Right. So. so let's talk about some other football news. Odell Beckham. I think there was like there was some reports in like Doug Gottlieb came out and said that Odell Beckham is selfish and that he's an all for himself. And then the New York media kind of asked him about this, and then he goes, and they they were talking about how like Doug Gottlieb said you, the, the, the Giants should trade him, get rid of him. He's not going to be good for this team. Mm-hmm. And then Odell Beckham goes out and finally he I think he just was sick and tired of the reporting. Goes then trade me. Then. See what happens. So I don't know if that was a direct like, hey guys, trade demand. But he has been open, and it's the dialogue for the the Odell Beckham trade has become more and more over this off season. Do you expect them to trade Odell Beckham Jr.? Yes. Okay. And it has nothing to do with Odell wanting one. They, I think that they are ready to start from scratch. Dude, I would be absolutely this is over a, the moon. First round pick, Cleveland Browns, 17 for Odell Beckham Jr. How old's Odell? 25, right. 26. Because that's the interesting thing is, uh, do you think that if AB wasn't doing all of his the things he's doing on social media, do you think he would be worth a first at the age of 30? I think that if I think what the Steelers are going to do is they're going to look at the last three big time for like for like no wide receiver number one trades in the NFL and say that's what they want for Antonio Brown. And it's Brandon Cooks twice was traded for a first round pick both times, and then this last season when Amari Cooper was traded to Dallas. But they're both significantly younger. I understand that, but I think that's what the the Steelers have to have their start line. Oh, I agree. I and then I, actually, get, I think if they get a high second or a mid second, I think that they, that's the settling point for them. Would be a second round pick. No matter if you settle for, there's no just a second. Maybe there's two seconds, a second and a third. If you can't get a first, I wouldn't mind a second and a starting corner. If they found somebody that maybe had an older corner that was still elite, still playing at a high level, because that's their biggest need on the defensive end. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a second round pick in a corner or something of that sort. Yeah. Um, but I feel like all the talk is about the players leaving. There needs to be a little more talk also about the, the Ben situation and the fact that ownership basically said Ben can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants to anybody on this team because he's earned that right, which is Crazy. No, I, I, and I think that's gonna get overblown. I think he, ha- I think he has the uh, the right to go up and challenge his teammates. I think he has the right to be, if, if he sees one of his teammates doing something that's not to team standards, he has the right to call him out. That's called being a leader. But he's not one. And multiple players that are former Steeler players have come out and said those people are butt hurt because they're former Steelers, and Big, and Big Ben's still there. Well, I'm talking about people that retired, like Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, like, Clark's, Clark's in the media, man. That boy's trying to say whatever he can okay. to keep his name out there. Okay. I mean, name me a significant person that didn't get disregarded by the Steelers that have said that. Because as much as everyone wants to say this about Ryan Clark, he was tossed aside to Washington because he went back there to finish his career, if you don't remember. He started there in Washington. I, I understand that. Like, I, I think Fair I, enough. No one's – look at this. No one's doing this to Tom Brady when he's on the sideline yelling at coaches, going like, la, 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 you suck, McDaniels, do better. But no one – and everyone's sitting there going, oh, it's Tom Brady. That's a leader. When Ben Roethlisberger, who 
I think is as good as any quarterback that we've seen in the last 15 years. He's on that level. He's the elite of the elite. If he has, if one of his teammates are doing, if Antonio Brown's not doing what he's doing, needs to do, I think, call his ass out. I think the bigger problem that people have with Roethlisberger is that he does it on his radio show. That is, he, that he, is true. That he is will true. have interviews and he will say th- stuff and call other players out during right, his in. radio show. You win, you win, you win. I'm thinking more or less on the side. No, like that's, the fine. no okay. that's fine. No, that's fine. You win. I can I can see. He's doing that stuff on his radio show. I can see. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, Oda Beckham is 26 years old, just signed okay. a big contract uh, last year. He'll be on, under contract for four more years. So, oh, big deal. That's a, yeah. Big, he, he's going to be under contract. And it's not a huge. I think Another his, thing. What's up? Uh, about on that AB video. Um, on Instagram, is he said, I'm done playing for the NFL. I'm only going for guarantees, which is funny because this whole time he said this has been nothing about money, which is now BS because it is about money. Not all of it, but it is there's money involved in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's and, always money involved. And Odell, about 17.5 million per season, which okay. I think is actually pretty decent for him. All right, so uh, Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, there's going to be a lot more coming. The new league year starts in the beginning of March, guys, yep. so we will be all over this. The NFL doesn't sleep, guys, so we're going to talk a lot about the NFL, but let's talk a little bit about the other league going on right now. Now, I know this isn't going to be a huge get like no one's gonna sit there going like i want that weekly aaf news from the boys uh matt and zach but zach wanted to talk about a little bit of the aaf and there was some big news that came out that i'll bring up here in a second but zach your thoughts on the aaf so far what this is week three this weekend so i did want to point out that i do believe it is going to be on tv weekly um it was on i watched it on tnt NFL on network i think nfl network picked up a few games i know that i watched it on tnt i watched birmingham and i will tell you i watched the entire first half Birmingham was shut out. There's been a lot of talk about Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, because they got Trent Richardson. They did end up winning that game, but defense, defensively, decent football. They, but they are the defenses are so much faster than the offense. Like so much faster, and that, and that makes sense because the offense, you it's know, easier to it's easier to do a def- to yeah. learn a defensive scheme than it is yeah. to learn an offensive scheme, and especially because the AAF has that rule where you can only blitz Which you five about guys, last week, yeah. and they have to establish themselves as pass rushers beforehand. So you're really eliminating probably most of like I'd say half of most NFL playbooks yeah. right there. But overall, the it was fun. To, it was fun to watch. I, I, I'm I will continue to watch it if it continues to exist. It's going to exist. They got some big money investments, $250 million investment into the company because reports came out over the weekend that the AAF narrowly missed payroll for their players and staff on week one. How does that happen after one week? I the, the, there's I have two things. They have they either they, they they got all these players money in and they didn't realize how much it was gonna cost and they're like, oh crap, this sucks. Or they had a guy that was incompetent and didn't know how to process the payroll and they caught it before that. I I would attend to it's believe James right down now. in James down in payroll. Yeah. <laughs> I want to believe that they just the guy just didn't process the payment payroll yeah. correctly. There was a guy I can't I, I was trying to look up his name. Just James down in payroll. So we're gonna say you. the the James in payroll got fired. They hired a new I think they hired like a new president or business whatever. They hired a new James in payroll and they're they look like they're moving forward with a two hundred fifty million dollar um. Investment into the league. You know what? This league will will. And and I I was been thinking about it for a while. Will this league last? And I think it will. You know why? Because what you just said. People love football, and if you put football on, people will watch. I will tell you, there was nobody at that game though, and and I don't know what there's to do in Birmingham, but they sure as hell weren't doing that. They they weren't doing that. Um. (laughs) I just think that the it's going to draw people, and I think it's going to be something that the NFL eventually, with the AAF, because of the NFL strong ties, and I think the the nature of of Goodell not wanting to probably have Vince McMahon succeed in the XFL, they will partner with the AAF, and this will probably hopefully be a feeder system or how NFL Europe was, although that was in Europe and it's a different model and everything like that. Something that they have their players that don't get a lot of time get some time in, so NFL. 
NFL scouts can watch. Because you guess what? There, you know who's at those games though? There is an NFL scout scout from just about any team that you know their region area is there watching these guys play. And you know, hopefully, you see, you hear one of these Kurt Warner type stories where a guy was down there and all of a sudden now he's an MVP and has yeah. a chance to win Super Bowls. So two things. One. I remember back when I was in high school and you could play with NFL Europe teams on yeah, Madden. Madden yeah. The Rain Fire. That was yep. my joint, man. I cool. love playing with the Rain Fire it's, all the time. It's cool, cool, cool name. And also, I guess I was just not watching the great AAF games because former NFL wide receiver Charles Johnson is lighting it up. Mm-hmm. He has like a billion receptions and a million yards. And he's doing great, and I wish that's who I'd be watching, who I've been watching. It's not not a good average. A billion catches for a million yards. It's a terrible average. You you get what I'm throwing at. I got you. So let's move on. Let's talk NBA. The start of the second season – second season. Wow. The start of the second half of the season is actually tonight. If you're listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. in the future, tonight is the 21st of February. It's a Thursday night. Because the All-Star game is now over. Yes, but we're going to talk about the All-Star game right now. Zach, the All-Star weekend. Yeah. Is it does it still have that same feeling to you like you did when you were younger? Like I thought the when I was younger, the NBA All-Star weekend is probably was my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah. How how does it feel for you now? Different different opinions and different things here. So I used to actually kind of get into even the uh um the celebrity game on mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. I looked at the rosters. It's a joke. It's like all D-list celebrities yeah, and then Quavo. Uh yeah. And that's it. Yeah, Quavo, I mean, Quavo can ball. He can. And then there's you get, like you get your you get your uh, two uh, WNBA players, yeah. former WNBA former WNBA players, and one actually works for ESPN. And then you get your Ray Allen and I forget who so, the other. Yeah, one. you had a couple former yeah. NBA guys, but when it came to like like the actual celebrities, it was a joke. I, yeah. I couldn't even have any interest in it. They're, they're, um, the celebrity tag you you put in quotations celebrity on most of that time. So, but if you want it directly from me. I didn't watch. I watched the f- some of the third and the fourth quarter of the All Star game mm-hmm. for DraftKings purposes. Um, <laughs> I did not watch the three point shootout. I didn't watch anything Saturday night. Ooh. I did watch some of the Rising Stars game um, Friday night, but I-, I think that it's still there. I think one of the it's the maybe not us. It's the celebrity attraction that it brings in, mm-hmm. uh, that bring into the town and everything. I don't get the the like the buzz for me like I used to, and I think a big part is is the uh, the slam dunk contest used to be what it was like. Yeah. That was what I was excited for, and I don't care anymore because nobody participates. Well, the three point contest has kind of taken that mantle as the buzz buzzword. Joe thing. Harris won it. Like yeah, well, I, I, I mean, just Joe, Joe Harris is having a great great season. He's a great three point shooter, and he beat Steph Curry, who was in the finals with him. Yeah, I, I mean. For me, so I'll give you my my, my night by night viewage of that okay. Friday. I didn't care. I didn't watch any. I didn't watch the All Star. I didn't watch the the Celebrity Game. I didn't watch the Rising Star Game. It the Rising Star Game never really appeals to me. It's like yeah, okay, we get to highlight some of our youth. I get it. Saturday, I thought the greatest thing was was the skill shot, the skill competition. It is. They've changed it up a lot, and it, it, there's I did so see much more strategy involved with it. Jason Tatum. Jason, don't talk about strategy. Jason Tatum threw up a half court shot. Yes, but that's the strategy because you either can take the ball and go up to a three point line and shoot it, or take chuck it. That. He won it on a half court. It was, it was, <laughs> I know. It was longer than a half court shot, and he won it. He beat. I think it was what Trey Jones or, or, or Trey, Trey Young? Young. Wow, Trey Jones. Trey Young. I have no idea who Trey Jones is. <laughs> if Trey Jones is listening. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, whoever you are, please follow us at Twitter. If and, you know, if you are wanting to follow us on Twitter, head head over to Twitter at Matt Zach Show. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Matt Zach Show. Get over there. Plug, 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 plug. But Saturday, I thought it was great. I thought the three point shootout was everything it was meant to be. I think you got you know the best shooters in the world doing it, and then the dunk contest. I watch, like I watch Diallo throw. Is it Diallo Hamadou Diallo? Yes. I mean, I like them. You know, I don't know if you said his first name right, but probably not. Was Diallo? Extraordinarily, did not say that right. But he, you know what? This is the the funny thing is, and I think next year is going to have the buzz because I'm going to bring him in. The buzzword of the of the show, Zion Williamson, and this Diallo kid had a high school dunk competition that was the you know the star of the whole thing, and Diallo and Zion, Diallo challenged Zion. 
come yeah. next year to it. And then Donovan Mitchell says, well, if, if you are doing it, I'll come well, back. Because it was, I believe, wasn't it Giannis that said something about yeah, should yeah. I do it? Giannis and Donovan said, Mitchell said, if, you, if you're, you're in, I'm in. I'll do it. Yeah. And then, so, so if you, you get those two, if you and then you get Diallo and Zion, that's going to break the internet. If you get big names back into it, yeah, I mean, it's already popular. Like, people are watching. Yes. But I'd love, I, I want to get back to the, uh, Vince Carter's, the Dwight Howard's, yeah. like I, well, Dwight Howard. That was his, his stuff was awful. It was so bad. But I, so bad. But Him and Nate Robinson, like, come on, man, it's terrible. I'm just saying, I'm trying to get the players back. You know, and you I, know, I agree with you about the three point no. and the skills. They need to throw. You know, Zach Levine needs to get back in there because when he, I watched highlights of him well, it's in and Aaron Chicago Gordon, next year. But I watched, which would be interesting because Zach Levine could get back into of it. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon some dunk contest because I went down a wormhole on YouTube. I caught myself, Zach, and I need I need help. I caught myself watching game five, six, and seven highlights of the 2016 NBA Finals. Okay. I I need I need I need playoff basketball back in my life. It ain't happening this year. Yeah. Speaking of playoff basketball, oh no, I had something okay. else. Uh, go ahead, please. Two do. things. I was gonna make a, a sweet no, transition, but you heard it, so go ahead. Two things. I heard something on ESPN earlier this week about a cool way to make the dunk contest even more interesting, which is to bring in one or two popular street ballers and to challenge the dunk contest winner, which would be amazing. Absolutely amazing because these guys in the NBA think that nobody can touch them. So the the fact that some of these guys that can throw down much better dunks. What are you gonna have Bone Crusher up there? You're gonna have the Professor throw oops to everybody. I'm pretty sure the Professor is like 70 at this point. No, he's still really relevant. You know why? I don't follow. You know why? You know why? Because I've watched some of his highlights on YouTube and he's still going on and strong. Dude, YouTube is. You know what? I do not go on YouTube nearly as much. I'm telling you this right now. YouTube, if you're listening right now, sponsors your boy. I mean, come on, I'm shouting you out like crazy right now. Sponsor your boy. Speaking um, of basketball, because now you ruined my transition. I'm so sorry. But we're going to talk. The NBA second half of the season starts tonight on Thursday. We're on February 21st, if I keep reminding you here. And we have some predictions slash we just want to talk a little bit about the second half of the season and what we think will can happen. So we're going to have a, we have a list of ideas, a list of, I guess, questions I want to, I'm going to propose to Zach, and I'm going to give you my answer as well, and we're just going to go through this. So if you don't like it, too bad. So we're going to talk second half predictions. Big one, big story that came out today is LeBron is activating his playoff mindset early. <laughs> The, the reason why I'm saying it like this, this is like everyone's acting much like earlier than he ever well, has before from what he's saying. And it's like, wait, wait, guys, guys, he, he does this every year. Like he, he waits till after the All-Star break and then he starts playing. And then sometimes he waits until his team's in the playoffs and then he plays. My, I have a theory. I have a theory, Zach. Okay. He's activating it early because he'll be home earlier when this year than he normally is. Because normally he's home in like, you know, mid-June. That's when the NBA Finals well, he's is over. Definitely going home earlier. That's than what I'm saying. So he's like, there's no doubt about so that. He's, so he's activating like playoff mindset LeBron earlier because he needs to have that in his life. He needs it for a certain length of time. So he has to activate it earlier because he's not going to go as far in the playoffs. Yeah, because it's just a matter of when they're going to lose. Okay. If, so, so Zach, my first question is then. All right. LeBron, the Lakers, will they make the playoffs? They're three games out of the east, out of the eight seed out west. They're four games out of seventh, and they're only six games out of third. So when you look at the standings, will the Lakers make the playoffs? No. Elaborate? I do not believe so. I believe that one of the things they have against them is although the east, the top half of the east has somewhat caught up with the West outside of Golden State. Golden State's obviously mm -hmm. the most talented. But I believe the East has caught up with the West, but the West is still deeper. Um, I think that there are too many teams that have more talent, maybe not more talent, but are playing better right now. Um, for example, if you're going to look at, let's look at 7, 8, 9. So right San now the Antonio, Lakers are at 10. Clippers. San Antonio, Clippers, and the Kings. Kings. Kings playing good basketball. Yeah, they, they ain't making a playoffs. You don't think so? Nope. Well, they all, the whole team guaranteed that they were. So it'll yeah, be interesting well, you know, to see how that plays I out. I guarantee you that we're going to have. I don't have, think the Lakers are good. They're I, very bad. I guarantee you we're going to have 2,500 views on this episode. Yeah, that won't happen either. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I mean, I'm a lot, just because of the depth of the West, and I mean, I've watched them play a couple times, and 
they obviously have some talent there, but it's just they're not. Okay. They don't put it together. And I don't think if Ball comes back, I don't think that helps. I don't think that makes a it difference. It helps crazily because he's great defensive. He's a great defensive guard. Here, here's my here's my thing on the Lakers. If you minus the trade week, the trade two weeks where they had all that rumor swirling around, the players got all up in their feelings, um, and you focus on when LeBron has been with the Lakers, playing with the full-strength Lakers, they're a playoff team. They were a playoff team. They were the fifth, sixth in the West. When LeBron left is when they lost a lot of games in a row, and they ended up falling out of the playoff uh, playoff contention. LeBron didn't even care back in the beginning part of the season, and they were winning games. Now LeBron's going to care. I think he's going to will this team to the playoffs, and it's because I don't think that the Kings are going to be sustained. They're going to sustain this, and I don't think the Clippers are going to sustain this. I mean, the Clippers are full sell mode. They tried tanking. So you believe that LeBron is healthy that, and he'll be healthy the rest of the year? Yeah, you think? He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't. I disagree. I think that his injury is more serious than it was more um, serious. That's why he was out for a month and a half. I, I, he took. He t- everyone's like everyone's like sitting here going like, oh my god, LeBron took a month and a half off, month and a half off of the season. This team is not going to be able to get back together. They're not going to be able to gel. Outside of last year, the last five seasons, LeBron's just taken a month off in the end. The three years in Cleveland, he took a month off every every year. When? He was injured. He this was, was the biggest. In, this Will was the Hiles, longest stretch right, he's listen, gone without playing in his career. Listen, when LeBron James was with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Ohio State Buckeyes were in the national championship game, the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing in Dallas that night. LeBron had an injury for two and a half weeks after that game so he can go to the damn national championship game in Arizona that night. Okay. He takes two, three weeks off every year. It, I guarantee you that he was sitting back going like, yeah, I'm hurt. I could play right now, but you know what? Let's just let's just let this go. Let's see what these young guys can do. I think LeBron James is playing coy. Everyone's going back and saying, "Well, oh, he's done." We say this nobody every year. Said, and nobody said that, and no one's ever said that about yeah, LeBron. Everyone's saying, "Everyone's get out of here." His, just stop. They're dissing that his team can't get, make up a three-game difference. Now that the I understand that, with the I'm telling you this right now, the bottom of the West is. Awful. The people that are say, that are saying that they're not going to make the playoffs are the people that said preseason they weren't going to make the playoffs, which I also said. I, it's I not I, like people are suddenly said, jumping off said and said saying, that, "Oh, I thought they were going to finish fourth or fifth. Now they're not going to oh, make the playoffs." Everyone thought they were finishing it's, like top five, top three, top four in the West. I didn't think that. You didn't think that. But the there's a lot of people out there that had the there Lakers. Were so, oh yeah, there were definitely. I'm talking about now. Like I had them as a seven seed. I think they're going to be the seven seed. Okay. Personal, whatever. That's what it is. I didn't really think we were going to get into this much of a tangent on this question because we have a lot more to get to. So, uh, <laughs> who will finish with the worst record in the NBA? The Cavs, the Knicks, or the Suns? Oh, there's my there's my quiet time. There's again. a quiet time while he's um, thinking to himself. Think out loud into the mic. I am. That's a hard question. It's funny because two of them are playing each other right they now. Are, it's the battle. But, uh, it's, it, it, it is the momentous battle you know of the night tonight. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Phoenix Suns. Sometimes it amazes me how bad the Suns are because I look at their roster and I'm like, it shouldn't be that bad. But I'm gonna say the Suns. You say the Suns. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Knicks because they're purposely trying to lose. That's fair. So yeah, that's a good point. They are really trying to lose out in New York, and they've they've had they've had a a, a franchise record uh, losing streak. The Cavs beat them, so they've gotten that game up on the Cavs. The Cavs, you know, the game up on the Cavs and the worst record. So can you imagine if they do and they get that lottery and it's uh, Kyrie, KD, and Zion? I would. I you know to be completely honest with you, and I have this in my notes. So I'm glad you kind of shuttered to that i oh the cavaliers are winning the battle of the crowd 55 51 at halftime so uh, go Cavs! i also think the Cavs are going to win because kevin loves coming back and they have guys like marquise chris that are playing for like their last chance to become a you know you know they have guys that are wanting to play while the knicks don't and the suns will probably just give up because that's what they've known that they have been doing but i actually have this theory for Cavs fans because everyone wants them to get the number one pick i want the Cavs to get the number two pick I want them to get the leftovers between Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. And I consider this – I'm going to put you in a framework of time, Zach. Okay. It is the 2009, 2008-2009 NBA draft. The Portland Trailblazers are on the clock. They have a once-in-a-generational talent in Kevin Durant, which everyone thought was going to be a really, really good pro. And you have the guy that's Greg Oden who you have to take the big guy, the, the strong big guy that you know you can't pass on this guy. 
And the Seattle Sea, Seattle Supersonic slash Oklahoma City Thunder is sitting there going like, well, either way, it's good for us. Yeah. And they end up not getting the stink of picking the bad one because guess what? So say Zion Williamson is everything he can be. And he's one of the. He comes out to be one of the better players in the NBA, right there. The Cavs can't sit there like, oh, we met, we we had a chance to draft him, we didn't. Yeah. But then they get R.J. Barrett, who either turns into be bad, or even if he's bad and Zion's good, you can't blame the Cavs because R.J. Barrett was a clear number two in that draft. That's what I want. I want them to get the number two That's pick fair. That and get, makes the, sense. get the leftovers because yeah. I think R.J. Barrett's a better player. Okay. Sorry. I just had that really cool thought, and I'm like, this reminds me of that time. So, the Bucks or the Raptors. Who will have the best record in the Eastern Conference? Or you can pick someone else. I also think the Knicks are going to have the worst record in the NBA. Sorry. Separated by about a game right now. They're one game, and then they have a five-game lead, I believe, on on Boston and Philly, who are tied. Um, Milwaukee's playing great basketball. I mean, obviously, so is Toronto. Um, I think that Kawhi makes a... uh, Real big step the second half of the season. Although he's been playing great offensively. Yeah. Um, I think Toronto ends up with the best record. Uh, I think Milwaukee kind of dips a little bit. I still think they get the two seed in the East and maybe finish with second, third, fourth best record in basketball. But I do think Milwaukee takes a small step back. Okay. Um, even though they did just get – they added to their arsenal with Miritich. Yes, but. they did. I, I think that the Bucks are going to finish with the best record and keep okay. that going. My reasoning is, is this team is like – well, you can say it's like the Toronto teams of the last two years, or Atlanta a few years ago, or as I like to call the Cleveland Cavaliers of the uh, LeBron's first stint, where you have this unbelievable once-in-a-generational type talent on your team surrounded by a lot of good players. I mean, they have a lot of good players in Milwaukee. No one that I know Middleton was an all-star. So was Mo Williams. They, you know, he gets propelled because of how good Giannis is. Yeah. So I think that this team plays harder than anybody. They want to win more than anybody in the regular season, and that will in entice them to keep going because they don't want to lose. Yeah. Giannis does. Giannis, you can tell even at the All-Star games, he is super competitive. He doesn't want to lose. While everyone out there is like hot dogging it, and he's kind of come down a little bit. I remember his first All-Star game. He was blocking Curry, dunking over Curry. He was pushing people, and people were like, "Yo, chill, bro. It's an All-Star game." And you can just see him like, "I want to win." Like I'm gonna tell you this right now, Giannis. If the NBA lets it happen is a fantastic future face of the NBA after LeBron. Absolutely. Once LeBron's done, Durant is not a good face. He's too emotional. He gets too upset. And the way he... Cry baby. And Steph is another good face. He has been as the second person to LeBron. As much as I want to hate Steph Curry, he's a good good NBA face. Yeah, and I I think Giannis... Giannis is a humble dude that still... Because he's young, hasn't realized what he really... I mean, he's just now... Figuring out who he really is and can be in the NBA. Absolutely. And I think I think that he's gonna do a good job of being that next face of the NBA. So you have the Raptors, I have the Bucks, yeah. right? Finishing in the top five of the East. We don't think that the the Phillies and the Bostons of the world are gonna climb up and not enough. I think I think that those top two seeds are playing too well to yes. fall that far. Okay. Uh, will Carmelo play this season? No. 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 Okay. I, I'm not gonna elaborate much on it because he's still a bull. Technically, I don't know. I, I I stopped paying attention to it. Honestly, you know his his fifth trade of the year. I think he's still a bull to be honest because with you, he's not going to want to play on a bad team, and I don't think he helps a good team. Yeah, well, I think if if he gets let go, the the Lakers will sign him. That's my that's my thing. If he gets low, let go, if he gets let go, he will play this year. Okay. If he doesn't, he won't because he's not going to play in Chicago. Will um Anthony Davis play? Over or under, 10 games played for Anthony Davis. Oh, I'll go, let's go nine and a half because I, I think the 10 was the benchmark. And the reason why I bring this up because everyone's going to sit there like, of course, they have to play him. The Pelicans have reengaged the NBA about shutting down Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So this is something that they want to do, and yet they can't technically because then they get fined. But if they can reengage and tell them why they can or can't do it. So that's why this, this is intriguing because there's, what, only like 20 – I think there's only like what 22 or 23 games left in the NBA season for most teams. Uh, I believe it's 28. 28, whatever. 15, okay, so 67, 70, yeah. If you want to, no, go, you're right. It's it's in the it's in the low to mid 20s. Yeah, Let's just you're settle right. There, you're okay? right. So I'm thinking you go 10, 12 games, about half. So I'll we'll just settle at 10. Nine and a half. Will Anthony Davis play more or less than nine and a half games? Originally, my answer was yes, but then yes you have to me what? that he will play. He will play more, but. Okay. Now you got me thinking about the fact that they are trying to shut him down purposely. 
I was going to say that he, he will because he wants to play. He will. There's going to be no faked injuries in this one. But I'm going to... I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say he's not. You're gonna, gonna say play. The, you're gonna take I'm the gonna under. Take the under at nine and a half. I want to say I want to say the under because I feel like the worst thing that can happen if Anthony Davis wants to play is he goes up for a rebound and he like tweaks his ankle. Even if it doesn't hurt, the the Pelicans are like, oh, we gotta take him off for precautionary reasons and yeah. we can't play him for six years because his ankle might be in tender. So I, I think I want to say under, but I'm gonna go over just because I feel like that the NBA is gonna be like, no, you got to play him. Okay. And I feel and if Anthony Davis wants to do it, which he's come up many times and said that unless he's lying like he said that he wants to play for what was it the 29 teams are on his trade destination list yeah. Get Boston's out of here, bro. now back on it yeah right. yeah yeah 29 teams are on. well he's like I just want to win well you know what that eliminates about you know 70% of the NBA so you're a liar yeah. and you're talking out the side of your mouth yeah so that's that's that um let's talk about the Nuggets who are surprising two seed out west will they stay as the number two seed in the Western Conference. I'm looking at the standings right now as we speak. Um, they have 25 games left. They got two games up on the Thunder, five games up on the Blazers, mm-hmm. six games up on the Rockets. So um, I guess this, let's let's narrow the question down. instead of or Let's broaden the question instead of narrowing it. Will they finish or will they be hosting a playoff series yes, this year in the West? 100%. Well, it's I, not 100%. No, I mean, for me, in my okay. opinion. In my opinion – um, yeah, I mean, they obviously can draw. They they're only six games up on the Rockets, who are the five seed. I I do believe that they will host the playoff game. Um, but keeping that two seed, the way Oklahoma City's been playing, I'm going to say no. But I do think they'll stay in the top four seed. Yeah, the the Nuggets aren't really surprising any teams by being in the playoff. I think we both had them in our preseason yeah. playoffs, and I, but we I think we had them in that seven eighth realm, not the number two seed though. Very 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 surprising team out west. I like the way they play. Jokic should be getting MVP nominations if and, the other three weren't playing so phenomenally yeah, then no, yes. yeah for sure but, uh, but. no I, I, that doesn't mean that he has to be the MVP. He should be in that. It's kind of like Anthony Davis last year. No, he should be talking. No, Anthony Davis didn't. They weren't even close to making the playoffs last year, though. Okay, I'm thinking about teams that are. He, he has that team is a number two seed out west, and everyone's sitting here saying how great the West is. So that means the Nuggets are a great team. If you want to sit there, you can't talk out of your mouth sometimes, and then say a different thing the other way. Also, they can. I, what are you I, talking I, about? The Pelicans were a six seed last year. They won 48 they? games. Were they? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Okay, well, <laughs> I just talked out of the side of my mouth there. Yeah, making me sound stupid on, on the podcast. Cool. Thank you. Um. But I, I, they get Isaiah Thomas back. Does, is yeah. that going to do a lot for this team moving forward? I think I, I, you know is is he no? I, I think I, he's going to play. He's going to help. But they've already had strong young guard play, so I don't know. That's just going to limit the minutes of some other um, some of their other guys, Gary Harris, okay. Jamal Murray. Like okay. Um, so I don't think that he is significantly better than their other guards. They're just going to find a way to mix him in with the minutes. And then uh, another another question about Isaiah Thomas. Did you know he wasn't really playing? Because I kind of just lost. I got lost in the Isaiah Thomas thing. I thought he, I said, oh, yeah, he's with the Nuggets. Oh, he's probably playing well. No, I, I did. Okay. Uh, I, I, I did it's know not, that. And I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I know everything about every sport all the time. But, you know, I think of some guy like Isaiah Thomas, I probably should have known that. But speaking of MVPs, because we are talking about Jokic. Who, Actually, it, it – just to point, say this real quick. I don't. Th- I, I think if anybody and he is playing well, who Isaiah Thomas is going to affect the most is Monty Morris. Um, I think his minutes are going to drop significantly to make room for Isaiah Thomas. Okay, I think he'll be a good off the bench type scorer for this team when they need some scoring. Um, who will win the MVP this year? So I said last week that my mid season pick was Paul George, mm-hmm. but I think Giannis ends up getting it. Well, if you have. Yeah. I, I wrote this question down. I'm like, I'll have an answer by the time we do the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I look at the no staggering. No, no. I look at the staggering numbers that James Harden's putting up. And I know efficiency rating is down, but the points per touch of his basketball is it, the advanced analytics kind of give you a different perspective on James Harden as a whole for what he had to do. Okay. I want to say that he's going to get a lot of strong uh, candidacy. I thought that Paul George, although I went with Giannis because I didn't want us to agree on everything was going to be the MVP and the way he played leading into the second half of the season led me to believe that I'm going to go off here 
and say it's going to be Giannis because I have the Milwaukee Bucks having the best record in basketball. Okay. I think that if if you have the best record in basketball and you are a top end player of Giannis's cal- of, of his status, you have to be the MVP. It's okay. just in my personal belief in that. Yeah. So that's where mine is. So. Who will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals? The Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics? Yeah, I think that they they have the experience. Um, I think they have the depth. And I, I still believe that they probably finish as a three or four seed. Um, but I, I do still believe that the Celtics will end up uh, representing the East. Okay, so... There's there's a few different teams you can think of. There's the Boston Celtics. There's the Toronto Raptors. There's the Milwaukee Bucks, and there's the Philadelphia 76ers. Am I missing any team in there? Is there? You, I don't think so. It, I mean, you could say the Pacers, but I I don't think the Pacers. Pacers are not. I, they're, they're not. They're not. An, they're not an Eastern Conference. I don't even. They're not. They're they're a first round eliminations in my book. You in think my book. It, yeah. So even if they finish where they are right now as a three seed, you think they would lose oh, to a six seed? I don't think they're going to finish as a three seed. But that's, I don't okay. either. But um. I want to say there, there, here's here's my thing. I, I want to. I, I know we're doing this, and I and I made these questions, so I should have the answers. <laughs> but I want to sit here and say that it's going to be Philadelphia or it's going to be Boston. I really think Toronto has a great chance. Okay. They got better without giving up a lot. A lot. Pascal Skya. Uh, Skyayam, I can't pronounce. I can never pass his, pronounce his name. Is playing very, very good basketball. They added Marcus Gasol, gave up Valanciunas. I forgot about that. Yeah, they gave up. That. They gave up Gasol for Valanciunas, who is Gasol is a heck of a lot better than Valanciunas. I know Kyle Lowry huh. kind of gets in his head a lot, but you have Kawhi Leonard there to take it over. I think the Toronto Raptors are going to represent the Eastern Conference if. If, only if, they could integrate Marc Gasol into the offense. I forgot about Gasol, and now I'm feeling even better about me saying the Raptors would get the one yeah, seed. <laughs> I think Gasol, well, I think there's going to be some time. This is the reason why I didn't pick Toronto to get up and get above him. I think it's going to take a few few weeks for them to gel with Marc Gasol. Because yeah. he's, okay. t- he's not a different type of player than Jonas Valanciunas, but he's a way better version. See, but Valanciunas has been hurt. But that's I mean, a, they've I'm been running talk- Pascal at I'm the just, five. I'm talking about in general, okay. with Valanciunas on that squad, they've run. And they don't run the offense through him. But Marcus and Valanciunas, they are very similar body types. They like to be around the basket. Gasol has added a three-point game to his arsenal. I think it's going to take some time for them to integrate his skill set into this team. But I do think it's a good thing that they don't have to rush it. No, no, they don't. Because they can. No. They can let him slowly learn the off- offense and come off the bench if they really wanted mm-hmm. to continue to run the Ibaka Siakam uh, yep. however you pronounce Siakam, it. that's it. I think that's it's it. Siakam. Yep, that's it. Um, let them to continue to start at the four and the five. Let Gasol slowly integrate into the system. Um, and I agree with you. I, I think that it's going to take some time, but it, they can allow it to take uh, some time. Cool. And then these last two questions I think are going to be the easiest. Who's going to win the West? Golden State. Who's going to win the NBA Finals? Golden State. Golden State. I actually think it's going to be a better NBA Finals than people think it's going to be between either Toronto, Milwaukee, and Golden State. I don't think Golden State's going to. Do so you it. think you it's Toronto or Milwaukee? I think, you don't it's, think Tron- it's Boston I think it's, or Philly. I want to. I you know what? I, I, Philly's is, the most talented. Yeah, Philly is hands down the I don't most know. talented. The Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be fun. Let's oh, I that agree. Way. The Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be fun. And now, Zach, let's transition to. We've been talking for quite some time now, and we haven't really mentioned his name. We're going to talk quickly about Zion Williamson. You've probably, everyone listening to this podcast probably has Zion Williamson fatigue because it's the only thing that's yeah. been on any sport. And if you're listening to this podcast, you like sports, so obviously you've been listening to all the other sports sites out there. Have you ever seen someone bust a shoe the way Zion busted a shoe? No, I don't think so. I have seen it. It's called the Playgrounds of Cleveland, and those shoes are like 27 years old. Yeah, that, 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 that should, there's no way that should happen yeah. at that universe. And I'm not blaming Duke. I'm not blaming Nike. But how that should never happen. How I don't I, I don't get the it. physics of well the, the physics of it is that his shoe had he, he, can't handle his big old feet. That and because <laughs> he was so the shoe gripped. He has really the grip on the bottom shoe was really good, and then he just busted through him. It was crazy. I mean, I didn't see it live. I was at the I, Ohio, I was at the well, Ohio I mean, State basketball if you, game. If you didn't see the beginning of the game, it was thirty five seconds into the game. Yeah. So, and then that leads me to my next point is that I do, do everyone's shocked by the result. I'm not. What? 
the 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 UNC blew out Duke after that. I think I'm shocked that UNC built. Uh, excuse me, UNC blew out Duke while shooting two for twenty from three point range. That's still one by eighteen. Here, here's my problem with the the the. the everyone's talking about oh, this means Duke sucks and no. this means that Zion's this team. I'll tell you this: if Zion didn't play, was like ruled out before the game, Duke win. I guarantee Duke wins that game still now. The fact of the matter is, is like it's how like, do you recover from that? You, you emotionally you have to. Well, not even that. You just saw you just saw one of the best players in the country pull out his knee. Some of you guys are sitting there going, like, "Oh my God, this could be the end of our tournament." Because you're not going to win a national title without Zion Williamson. It's not. Although I think R.J. Barrett is so so. They have two good. other yeah, Cam top Reddish, three, and Cam Reddish is a is a, a phenomenal player, and Tyus Jones is a great point guard. But I don't think that this team. I think they're still an Elite Eight, Final Four team. I don't think they have the 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 the. the I think Zion just propels them into a national okay. championship team. But even then, even me saying that, I also kind of doubt myself because you just brought up the good point. They have two of the top four people projected in the NFL or the NFL, the NBA draft for next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So I, as much as I yes, some I, even saying there's uh, predictions saying that they go one, two, three. I don't think I think John Morat from Murray State is going to okay. be the third pick. I think okay. that he will be the third pick because he's such an explosive point guard. But that's a different show for a different time. Yeah, we're talking about Duke. We're talking about this. We're talking about the ACC and what this does to the tournament i honestly believe that if zion did not play that basketball game duke wins that game at home because you're mentally prepared zion's not here all right i'm rj barrett i gots to go i'm cam reddish now i'm not going to be the guy that sits in the corner and creates space i'm going to be the guy that i got i, I was in high school and yeah. what i'm going to be in the pros as a guy that's going to be able to score at will i'm tyus jones i'm going to take the ball to the rack but when zion's not there you're sitting there, you, you're game planning for Zion to take on Luke May, and Luke May could not cover Zion Williamson. But look what happened when Zion was out. Luke, Luke May goes for 30 and 15. Yeah. yeah. Luke May has been in college for 36 years. You always got all those guys, man. 36 People, years. Him and Ethan Happ have been, like, hanging out for about 37 years. Oh, my God. I want to be on their college plan. Like, can I get hooked up for another 10 years of college? <laughs> man, like, that is he, – he literally, I feel like, has been there forever. And he's a vet – you know what he did? Why does it always feel like, I mean, that it's a bunch of, uh, feel like old white guys yeah, that well, have been in there Well, no, forever. but that, that guy from uh, Lawrence Kid, I guess, from uh, Kansas. Was it Lawrence or whatever? The, the one that I was talking about the other yeah, day? Yeah, no, yeah. Perry Ellis. Perry Ellis, Perry yeah. Ellis was See, there for 27 there go, years. There you go. There go. No joke. There you go. No um, joke. was there forever, and he had a hairline that... But <laughs> when you talk about the team, when you talk about, when you, when you're talking about Luke Bay, he, he knew what would happen. He knew that, that he can dominate inside, and he was a vet stepping up and doing what yeah. he does. And I think that the the, the Duke, such a young team too, very very young. Their big their core talent is. They were just kind of shell shocked. Yeah, and that led to a huge huge blowout for UNC at Duke. So we're we're speaking. They of pay the, all that money to go see. Oh my God! Get her. It's the Obama curse. Obama curse. He went to go see someone. Now next time Obama goes somewhere, we're gonna see if that guy gets hurt, and that's gonna become a thing. You heard it here first. Hashtag Obama curse. <laughs> So, I mean, we're talking ACC basketball, guys, and we've done this in the past with the Big Ten, and we promise you guys we're going to lead into it. So we're going to wrap up this show. We're going to spend about another five, ten minutes here talking about the ACC and the bubble teams in this conference and teams that are on the bubble going forward. So, Zach, can you name me your top four ACC teams right now? Not This is your power rankings, not necessarily where you have them seated in the NCAA tournament. So... Top three, it's clear because I'm going to talk about this for a second. Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, all 11-2 in the ACC, clearly finishing. Is that the order you have them in, power rankings-wise? Um, Let me go back and look at my power rankings. I have Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. And I this understand is as of today. As of today. Okay. This is after the North Carolina-Duke okay. game um, because you still can't throw away – all yes. of North Carolina's no. script. Like in, they they have more losses yeah, and yeah. um and Virginia only has only lost to Duke. Yep. Virginia has not lost to anybody else but Duke. So um so for me it is Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. Those are your clear top so, three. And then that's good. Stop right there because I'll give you my top three because we're very similar in this. Okay. I have Virginia one, Duke okay. two, UNC three. And the reason why is I could I was giving Duke. The edge over Virginia because they beat them twice, and I but it was razor thin. So this game, although it's I think it's not 
it shouldn't be overblown as to how bad of a loss it was because it's so off. I think this game for me switches a Virginia Duke right there because there's so razor thin margins there. I think right now Virginia this second is the better team in my power rankings. So I have Virginia Duke UNC, and I think it's Virginia Duke dot 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 UNC. I agree, but by looking at schedules, no, absolutely. I think North Carolina wins the ACC. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and uh, with all of them being eleven and two, the way the schedules play out the rest of the year, um, they have three home games. I, I really believe North Carolina ends up winning the ACC. But that happens all the time. Like you have a team that is, you know, maybe ranked like number. F- this happens a lot. This can happen in the Big Ten. There's some teams that could be in the in the twenties nationally ranked yeah. that could win a Big Ten. That doesn't matter to me when it comes to power rankings and no, where, where these teams stand in that. And this is my ACC power rankings, which I think is funny because some of my ACC power rankings, I have them where I think they are right now, but what they're in the tournament is completely different because when I look at that, then I look at resumes, and then that kind of gets me going on a different okay. tangent. So let's do this. So let's do um, bottom dwellers now since we, we the top three I thought were very easy. 15 through 10, who do you have? 15, I have Pitt. 14, Wake Forest. 13, Georgia Tech. Uh 14, 13, 12, Miami, uh, 11, Notre Dame, 10, Boston College. So I have Pitt 15, they're the worst team in the ACC. I have Miami at 14, Wake at 13, Notre Dame at 12, Georgia Tech at 11, 10 at Boston College. Now, we can have a little bit of a mixture up there. I looked at their schedules. I like some of the wins that Notre Dame had. They don't have a lot of them. Yeah. None of those teams have a lot of wins down there. But I like some of the games. And even even in the big-time games, there's some close games there that I that, 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 these, that some of these teams played. So that's where we probably have a little How bit of differences. How bad Very bad. Sad. It's sad. I mean, growing well, up in Pittsburgh, that program it was it was a powerhouse. Heck, in the Miami Miami last year was a tournament, yeah. very high end tournament team, and now they're irrelevant. Well, Notre Dame used to be Notre I Dame mean, as well, of the most. This is why years. I think the ACC isn't on the Big Ten's level because. 10 through 15, now the Big Ten only has 14 teams, but 10 through 15, those teams are bad. This year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, like, you're not seeing Pitt compete. You you know what the worst team in the uh, Big Ten is? Penn State. They compete every night. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between, the, the, the like, a conference like the Big Ten and the ACC. Well, that's – I'm – I the last road game that Maryland has is Penn State. Yeah. And you would think, looking at standings, okay, uh, that's uh, a road game. That's, that's a win for Maryland. Not the case. Penn State plays really well Penn at home. Penn State, Nebraska, really well at home. Nebraska. I mean, you, we've we've talked more. Uh, we've talked so Look much at, in depth in the Big Ten. Yeah. And we, and we, I don't want. I could talk. Big, I could talk Big Ten. We could talk so. Big Ten. We can have a whole Big Ten podcast. But we're gonna wrap it up yeah. because we're gonna talk about the ACC really quick. So nine, eight, seven. I'll say nine and eight. There's, these are your. These I think are your teams that. Are have a chance. They, they're. I think they're. They're in or very close to being in the tournament right now. Who do you have at nine? For me, I only have three locks. Um, as of right now, that's Duke, Virginia, and North Carolina. So at nine, I have Clemson. Okay, I have I have Clemson at nine as well. At eight, I have North Carolina State. And that's yes, I have eight North Carolina. And those State as well. are my two work left to dos. Well, those, yeah, those are uh, the two that are yeah. truly on the bubble. For yes, me. absolutely. They're, they're both bubble teams. And well, now you're going to move into your should be in category. Should be in category. And uh, number seven, Virginia Tech. Okay, okay wow, we're going to be different on that. I have number seven, Louisville. After okay. that, after last night, just getting manhandled by Syracuse, I uh, get out of here. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Louisville right now. I think they've had some good wins, but they've had some bad losses on the, okay. on the resume. Number six, Louisville. Louisville, mm-hmm. I have Syracuse at number six. I think they 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 deserve to be over Louisville for how, what they did to them last game, and I have those splitting hairs there. Number five. Syracuse. Syracuse. I have Virginia Tech. I love Virginia Tech. I love what that program's doing. And number four, uh, Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. So now let's talk seeds really quick with these. So um, Clemson, do you have a seed line in them right now? Or I do not. That so they're is the not... first four teams out on your book then? I would have Clemson – out. I'd have NC State in and Clemson out. So I have Clemson as the 12 seed, and they are legit last four teams in. Okay. What's going to be big for Clemson is they have UNC on, on uh, Saturday, the March 2nd, and they have Syracuse on March 9th. Those two games, they need to get yeah. one of those games yeah. to be considered a, to get into that, like, 
almost lock category. I personally believe that either, win. either they'll both get in or Clemson will jump North Carolina you State. Think North Carolina, I have uh, North Carolina State as an 11 seed. They have Florida State on March 2nd. It's the, it's the last game they have against a ranked team, so they need to win out, I think, to really secure their uh, place in the NCAA tournament. Louisville, I have them as a 7 seed. Um, and you're going to see my seeding kind of be weirded up without my power rankings here because I have Syracuse as a 9 seed because – you know, I, I think they're, now they're playing really well, but you can't ignore beginning of the year. Yeah. And that's really what's taken their resume down in my book. Virginia Tech, for me, seven seed. Uh, Florida State, six seed. So that's my ACC middle. Do you have any seed lines or anything you want to add on I did not do any seeds. Well, I just want to say anything you want to add on to those. No, I think – where'd you have Florida State? Florida State, I have them a six seed, potential five seed. They have a lot of games that they can potentially bump that up to a five, even four seed in my book okay. as well. Yeah, I would probably have them at a five right now. Um Duke and UVA still one seed. Uh, yes, I have. And we're gonna, we're, the only reason I didn't want to talk about the one seeds because we have the okay. one seed. So North Carolina two seed. North Carolina is still a two seed, but they're creeping up on that that top end of the two seed line. So we're gonna talk top four seeds overall. But before we do the top four seeds overall, I wanted to spend 20, 20 seconds talking about bubble talk. Yeah. And the ACC, the bubble, we just kind of talked over that. I want you to watch out for when you're watching conference tournament play coming up soon. Watch the MAC. Watch the WAC. Watch the, Mount, uh, the, the Mountain West conferences. You have Buffalo, a team that regardless what happens in their back in their tournament, they're going to be in. You, that, so that was something that I wanted to talk about. You believe that right now, no matter what happens, they are in. This second. This second. Well, well, after tomorrow when they lose to Kent State, they will probably be on that. If they win out or win, I would say, all but one of their games leading into the tournament and win you know, a game or two in the tournament, I think they're a lock. They're, okay. a, they're a six seed right now. They're yeah. not even on that like potential to be out of there. Also, Gonzaga in the WAC. The WAC isn't what it was before. There's no BYU and St. Mary's underneath them. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's not really a good team out there. So if they get upset, they're making the tournament. Yeah. They're making the tournament. No matter what happens the rest of the way yeah. out, they're making the tournament. So you don't want them to be – if you're a bubble team, you don't want one of the WAC teams winning. And then in the Mountain West, again, the Mountain West isn't what it once was. Nevada's making the tournament. I mean, they only have three losses or two losses on the year. They're making the tournament, so you don't want them to get upset in there. And then the Pac-12. I would never talk about the Pac-12 when it talks. I'm talking about the conference in a whole. If Washington and, and or Arizona State, who are on the bubble, if either of them don't win, don't win, they're, then they're yeah. stealing. They're stealing because yeah, yeah, that's and, crazy. Yeah, that the Pac-12 only heck, has Arizona, maybe only one. If, Washington right now, I think, is their only like. I'd say close to lock that they have, but they don't have a lock. When is the last? I'm actually interested, and I know we're running out of time here, but the last time Arizona didn't make the tournament. No, they, I, I think they, they made it last year, obviously, because uh, Aiton lost to Buffalo, and Buffalo blew them out. But they really haven't been because they were four seed then too. They haven't really been like a traditional. But I feel power like they, they've been in the tournament. Oh yeah, they're, and they're not making a tournament at all this year. So let's uh, finish this podcast. Quick question while we're talking about bubble. How many teams do you think get in from the Big Ten? Big Ten? Oh, I haven't. I, I haven't done my updated okay. list for the Big Ten. That's Sorry, right. sir. I, I would say that there is two, four, six, eight. I think you're looking at a strong ten right now that could be in nine, ten. I mean, no, nine, 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 nine. Nine. I, I would roll with eight, but that's all right. Nine. Well, Ohio State is in right now. As of now, they're in. Yeah, they'd be the eighth team. And then who 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 is in the one night on the bubble there? You don't think Minnesota's getting in? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I have Michigan State, Michigan, Purdue, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Ohio State. That's eight. I don't think Indiana or Nebraska. Oh, are that's in. what it was. I, I had Indiana in last time, and they're gotcha. not in right now. I apologize. They, they, which was terrible because they're a tip away from beating Purdue yeah. and putting vaulting themselves yeah. rape. And the thing is, is they're probably just on the last four out page because the bubble is it's crazy. So weak. It's, it's very weak this year. So weak. Very weak. Which is also going to be very interesting because then there's going to be just so many opportunities for teams. And then to go suddenly ahead. there's going to be an 11 seed in the Elite Eight because that's yep. just how it happens. Like Syracuse that one year. Last year. That, was it last year? Um, yeah. So let's talk about the top four seeds as we want to end this podcast here with this. Top four seeds right now. Who's your number one seed? I think I'm going to switch some things around and go Virginia. I have Virginia as my number one overall seed just because I just told you that I like them better than yeah. I like Duke right now. Who's your number two? Duke. 
I have Tennessee. I mean, yeah, they lost to Kentucky, but again, you can't, the whole body of work, you can't disclaim, you can't discount what they've done. Number three, Tennessee. I have Duke, so. I mean, as much as I want to punish, I'm, I'm not punishing Duke or Tennessee. I'm vaulting Virginia. There. Yeah. And then number four, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, because there's no way that. And here's the thing: if Virginia and Duke are still there, and North Carolina wins out and wins the ACC and doesn't beat like Duke or Virginia, or I don't know how I don't know how this can work out, but they're not. You're not going to see three ACC teams as a number one seed. I will tell you that also. Uh, Kentucky and North Carolina are very close. Yeah. If LSU doesn't win that game on that goaltending, what mm-hmm. should have been a goaltending, yeah. and Kentucky wins that in overtime, they're a one seed. Uh, I would probably have them in over Tennessee. I mean, I guess you can't. I mean, you can say but you, but you can say could have, would have, should have. It didn't happen. No. But I think Kentucky and North Carolina are very close. So, Zach, uh, as we pointed out two podcasts ago, I have a countdown on my clock. We are 23 days. 21 hours, 23 minutes, and 40 seconds away from Selection Sunday. So excited. We are so close. We're like, we'll be this, this Sunday will be three weeks away from Selection Sunday, y'all. It, it makes me feel so much better knowing that although they're not considered a lock, but Maryland should yeah, they they're should pretty be close to a lock after last year. And, and, Ohio, State, we're, and Ohio State's going to stamp their approval to the tournament this Saturday when oh, no, they beat Maryland not happening. Maryland not happening. on Saturday. Not happening in well, Maryland. guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to us again. Yes, sir. Dude, it has been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast and having you guys listen. Zach, thank you so much. Again, if you guys want to listen to our previous podcast, we are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. Now, we are presented by 3 and Out. The reason why? Because I had a podcast, and I have a podcast. It's called 3 and Out. I'm going to be kicking that back up here soon called 3 and Out Ohio. And that's where we funnel through all this stuff on. So we have a website. I already had a website. It's 3 and Get over there. Matt and Zach Show is up on there. We have our SoundCloud page and our iTunes page, or uh, Apple Podcast page. It's at 3 and Out, but Matt and Zach Show is strong on there as well. We have our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at mbang41 he's at zach lauks on twitter get over there follow us but also how about follow the matt and zach show at matt and zach show on twitter at matt and zach show on the insta man take a breath that, that was impressive dude I that mean, was impressive but i just want to let everyone know and definitely check us out on twitter we got uh just kind of like uh we did at the beginning of the football season kind of talked about steelers browns that little rivalry uh me being a big maryland fan matt with ohio state with the game on saturday maybe we check might, us out on twitter we might throw a little something something out there maybe. for you guys you know for you guys to take a look at but again thank you so much for listening to this day's episode we'll be back next week and there'll be a story they'll break and we'll talk about it because that's what we do thanks for listening i'm matt this is zach Peace!